It's the Pinky the Pig Show. Okay, it's me. It's Pinky the Pig. It's time for the Pinky the Pig podcast show. Thank you for listening. And I'm here with my excellent friend, Mildred the Moo Moo Cow. Hi, Pinky. How's Pinky? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm awesome. What's going on? Well, last night we went over to, to the Wayne and Katie's house because we celebrated the winter solstice. Right. Big deal. That's a big day, the winter solstice. The shortest day of the year in, in the northern hemisphere. And now it was a very fun celebration. And now the days are going to start to get a little bit longer. And in about two weeks' time, you'll be able to tell. Right. So, Pinky, why don't you just explain quickly how the solstice works? Yeah, we've done it before, but all right, I'll, in a nutshell. Okay. So... The earth goes around the sun. Right. It takes one year to go around the sun. Yes. And our planet earth, you know, the astronauts call it a big blue marble because when they look at it from space, there's so much water that it looks like a big blue marble. And because the earth is 71% water and only 29% land and the continents and the islands and everything. Right. But our big... Beautiful planet Earth. Yes. It spins within within itself. That's the rotation. That's what makes night and day. Yes. And also, it goes around the sun. It revolves around the sun and takes one year. Right. But as it's going around the sun, it doesn't go in a perfect circle. It goes in like an elliptical shape, kind of like a perfect egg. Correct. And the earth is on a little tilt, and it keeps that tilt the whole time it's supposed to be tilted. Yes. And when it gets to the tippy points of the egg, that's either the winter solstice or the summer solstice, depending on which hemisphere you're in, because that's the half of the earth that's tilted more towards the sun. Yeah, yeah, that's very good in a nutshell. Right, and then when it goes around, it makes its way to the other point and gets halfway. It's right over the equator, and that's the, what was that called? That's the equinox. Yeah, the equinox, the day and the night are the same amount of time. And then it goes to the other point of the egg, and then the other people get more sun. Then the seasons switch. Very good. Right, so we're celebrating the winter solstice, and then Katie brings out the figgy pudding. Oh, bring me some figgy pudding. Oh, bring me some figgy pudding. Bring me some figgy pudding, and bring it right now. You know that song? Not really. That's all I know. Well, that's We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Yeah, okay. Figgy pudding, that was actually pretty good, Mildred. Did it have figs in it? No, it didn't have any figs in it. I like figs, though. Right. It's, uh, figgy pudding, that, that's just a vague term for a, you know, a, a popular, famous Christmas dish. It's, it's more of a cake, a sweet cake. It, it can also be savory. Yeah. It's just a vague term. 
Vague? Like Madonna? No, that's Vogue. Oh, yeah, I got that mixed up. Yeah, it wasn't really pudding. It was more like a cake. Right. Mildred, have you ever had pudding? Yeah, I'm not crazy about pudding. Nor am I, because one time Carol came over and she taught, she was teaching Penelope how to make pudding, and it makes the skin on the top. And she took the tongs to pick off the skin off the top of the pudding, and she accidentally dropped it on the kitchen floor, and Buckshot, our dog, came up and ate it. Oh, it's pretty gross. I don't, I don't care for the skin on the top of the pudding. Nor do I. Now, I'm talking gag me with a spoon, Mildred. Right. Right, Pinky. And figgy pudding, it's, it's also called plum pudding, even though there aren't any plums in there. No, it's just, I don't know. And you know that dried fruit, the plum, the prune? Oh, right. You know what that's good for? I do. Did it have any prunes in there? I don't think so, but it's still pretty good. Well, yeah, the figgy pudding, that, that's a Christmas traditional dessert. It goes back to Britain, to the mid-1600s. It used to be just a big round ball, and now people, they bake it in like molded pans. Yeah, that's what we had. I enjoyed it. Right, and then there's the Tiny Tim plum pudding. That's the sweeter version, you know, with the eggs and the sugar and the flour. Tiptoe through the tulips with me. That Tiny Tim? Uh, okay, Tiny, yeah, Tiny Tim has to do with Christmas. Okay. And then there's that other Christmas pudding, Yorkshire pudding. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm not going near that stuff. That has meat in it and suet. You know what suet is, Mildred? I do. That's animal fat. Yeah, I don't care for the Yorkshire pudding. No, but the figgy pudding was okay? Yeah, it was good. to have some dried fruit in there. And, uh, and then, and then? Yeah? Carol was there. Yeah. She brought the fruit cake. Oh, yeah, that's a famous Christmas tradition. It goes all the way back to the ancient Romans. Yeah, well, I think this cake was passed around from the Romans. (laughs) That's funny you say that because that's what Johnny Carson would say. Oh, yeah, we love Johnny Carson. What did Johnny say? He said there's only one fruitcake in the world, and people just keep passing it around and giving it to one another. Yeah, 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 you know, perhaps. Because I got to tell you something, Mildred. That fruitcake was hard. Hard as a rock. Come on, Pinky. Well, it was pretty hard. But, you know, Lady Lynette, she just dunked it in her coffee, and she enjoyed it. Nice. And Farmer Tommy? Yeah, he just dunked it in the eggnog. He said it was fabulous. Oh, you see? Yeah. And Robert? He... He passed. He he was very polite about it, though. Okay. And did you have some? Yeah, I tried it. I, I, I didn't really care for it. Oh, okay. But actually, the fruitcake, that, the ancient Romans, they created that, and it had the dried fruit in it, and that's the original energy bar because it, I mean, it, it really does stay with you, and it gives you that extended energy. Okay. And... 
there are 7 million pounds of fruitcake produced commercially every year. It's a, it's a very historic cake. It's historic, okay. Oh, yeah. So, Pinky, that's what was served for dessert, but what about the dinner? What, what did Katie and Dwayne, Dwayne, right, what, what did they serve for dinner? Oh, they had a big old ham with pineapple on the outside of it. Can you imagine such a thing, Mildred? No, just give me a bowl of corn and zucchini. I'm happy. Yeah, me too. Lady Lynette brought eggplant parmesan. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, Mildred, do you have a pretty poem today, please? I do. A beautiful poem here titled Winter Solstice. Yeah, we're having it in the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere. They all have their winter solstice in six months. Correct. This is by Jacqueline Nash. Okay, yes, please. Okay. On this cold, dark winter solstice day, we await the birth of the sun to take us into longer days with more light for everyone. From this, the shortest day of the year, is the promise of hope and light. The wheel, ever turning onwards, takes us through the longest night. In between the end and the beginning, the sun stands still, it would appear, before its return northwards and the start of a bright new year. Yeah, that's what I want for the new year. Me too. Okay, great. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Okay. I love you. I love you.